This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. To everyone at home, please settle down uh, as we go into the message. Today, I want to talk to us on what I have titled the significance of resurrection. The significance of resurrection. Uh, when, when you hear a sermon title like that, you say, oh, that's a Resurrection Sunday sermon. That is true. It is a Resurrection Sunday uh, sermon. But beyond that, it is a sermon that we need to hear and understand every day of our lives. Like co-pastor told us earlier. That she was telling somebody that every day is Resurrection Sunday. And that is true for us that are followers and believers in Christ Jesus. It is important for you and I as believers that we are thoroughly grounded in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge of Christ in whom we have believed. It is important that we have an understanding of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, one of the things that I've come to understand, I've come to realize, is when you are not confident, when you are not fully assured in what you believe, in times and moments of challenges, you will doubt your faith. You will doubt what you have believed, you know. So, very important that we have this grounded knowledge and this grounded understanding. If you have the church app, the message note is already on the church app, so you can easily uh, follow along, all right? Uh, one of the things that I know, I, I, and I, I admit I don't know everything, but one thing I know from all my knowledge and research is there is no religion in the world in which the founder or the Messiah, the, 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 the leader of that movement ever said they would die and they would resurrect. No. Uh, they all said they were coming back. <laughs> uh, but Jesus died. And on the third day, he rose again. And that is why we celebrate today. So the question is, what is the significance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? I, I, I tell you what, the resurrection of Jesus represents a number of things in the life of us believers. Number one, it, it, it is a demonstration of the power of God. Number two, it is a confirmation of the divinity of Christ. And number three, it is what tells us the hope we have as believers. You know, so the, the, the early disciples, they understood this very well. The early disciples, they knew in whom they had believed. They understood. Why? Because they experienced it. They lived it. They walked with Jesus. They saw his miracles. They saw all the wonderful and exciting things that he, he did. And when he died, like he said he will, and he resurrected, they saw him. And because they believed, their actions following his death and resurrection tells us exactly what they believed. These disciples didn't care much. They didn't care at all, really, about political correctness. They didn't want to be correct politically. They didn't want to be nice to uh, anybody. They just knew the truth and they wanted to share the truth uh, with everybody. If you look the, uh, on the app, there's, uh, there's something I posted in the app about these 12 disciples. Look at the way these guys went down. They believed in 
what they believed so much that they gave their life for it. Andrew, one of the 12 uh, disciples, he was crucified just like Jesus. Bartholomew, he was beaten and then crucified. James, the son of Alphaeus, was stoned to death. James, the son of Zebedee, was beheaded. John, the, uh, uh, the beloved, John the Beloved, he was boiled in oil, and when he refused to die, they put him on the island of Patmos. And that is where he received the revelation and wrote the book of Revelation that we read and encourages us about the end times. Today, Judas, this is not Judas Iscariot, he was also stoned to death. Matthew, that was a tax collector, they speared him to death. Peter, Peter was crucified upside down. Philip, Philip was crucified. Simon was crucified. Thomas, the one we call Doubting Thomas, Doubting Thomas was speared to death. Matthias, Matthias was stoned to death. Why would these guys go down like this? All they asked them to do was to deny Christ. They wanted them to say that Jesus did not resurrect, but they knew he resurrected. And because they knew, they would rather die than lie against what they have believed. This is why it is important for you and I, as children of God, that we know that we know that we know. Listen, the death of Jesus is incontrovertible. Everybody agrees he died because he hung on the cross when he hung on the cross, it was a public shaming. It was not done secretly. They didn't take him to a nice corner and say, let's just kill him secretly. No, 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 no. It was an open execution. So everybody saw it. The only thing they fight about <laughs> is his resurrection. His death was undeniable. Nobody could deny it. But after he rose from the dead, the Bible tells us, that he went and presented himself to his disciples. They saw him. They walked with him. They ate with him. Hallelujah. In John, John chapter 21, the Bible says they had been toiling, toiling, caught nothing, no fish all night. And then he showed up. In the same John, John 20, John 21, they were in the room locked up. He walked through the door that was locked. They saw him. They walked with him. He spoke to them. So they knew. They understand. They understood it and they understood it very well. That resurrection is not a fad. Resurrection is real. Resurrection is real. So if resurrection be so real, then the question is, what is the importance of it? What is the importance of it? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I talked about the sovereignty of God. And we're talking about Job and all the questions that Job asked. Why this? Why that? Why me? Why, 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 why? You know, and I, I stumbled on something that I found interesting. These are not uh, questions uh, 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 by me. It's something that I heard and I thought I would share with you. So some interesting why questions that people have asked. Somebody said, if men evolved from apes, why do we still have apes? Somebody else said, why is it that when, you, when, you, when you're in a hurry and you get to the elevator, right, and you push the button to the floor you are going, you know, then you push again. Then you push. 
Why do we push harder as though the harder we push, the sooner the elevator will come? Why? The other one, I think um, guys will be more familiar with this. When the remote control battery is almost dead or dead, you are pushing, you are pressing hard. Why are you pressing hard? Will it make it come on? <laughs> why? Why, 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 why? Why? Here's another one for you. Why is it that what doctors do is called a practice? You know, the medical practice of, why would you entrust yourself to somebody that is practicing? <laughs> why do they call it a practice? You know, and this I found quite interesting. I never thought about it. But when I, when I heard this, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. He said, why is it that you drive up to a, an ATM machine and you feel over the buttons and you have the braille dots on the ATM in a drive-thru. Will a, hopefully a blind person is not driving up to the, <laughs> to the ATM machine. That, that really doesn't make sense. Why, 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 why? And then the last one I, I want to talk about here. How many, just pause for a minute and think about this. When it's raining and you are caught in the rain, why is it that we raise our shoulders to run in the rain? <laughs> is it so that we won't get wet? <laughs> when you're in the, you, you raise your shoulders. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but on a more serious note now, one important question that we should ask is why did Jesus have to die? So if we want to ask questions, there are a lot of why questions we can ask. But this is a very important one that I think we should be asking. Before we talk about his resurrection, why did he have to die? Well, number one, and I'm taking this just on a, on a secular level now. I said Jesus was bad business for the Jewish leaders. Hallelujah. Because Jesus was rebuking and exposing their exploitation of the people. He was exposing their hypocrisy. So they came up with all kinds of charges against him to crucify him. But like Pastor Ebukun said earlier, what they didn't know was that they were fulfilling scriptures. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, say, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. They would not have crucified the king of glory. They would not have killed him if they would have known. Jesus himself said in John chapter 10, John chapter 10 verses 17 and 18. John chapter 10 verses 17 and 18. He said, the father loves me because I sacrificed my life. So I may take it back again. So it was something he did by himself. It was not something he was forced to do. It was not something he was compelled to do. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, kill him, he gave his life. He was not murdered. He gave his life. He said, by myself, I sacrificed my life so I can take it back. Verse 18. He said, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. He did it for a purpose. And he did it not because they wanted to kill him. He did it because he wanted to do it. He said, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily 
For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. The number one reason, the main reason Jesus had to die was because he had to satisfy the wrath of God against sin. You know, many of us, uh, we have become modernized. That is okay. We live in modern times. But our modernization does not change who God is. Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20. Ezekiel 18 and verse 20, if you read from the uh, New King James Version. He said, the soul who sins shall die. God is not man. God is not flaky. He doesn't say one thing today and say another tomorrow. He said, the soul that sins, that soul shall die. And because the word of God that proceeds out of his mouth, Isaiah 55, he said, it will not return unto him void until it has fulfilled the purpose for which it has been spoken. So because God has spoken, that penalty has to be paid by anyone that sinned. That is why Romans chapter 6, hallelujah. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus had to die to satisfy the requirement of the wages of sin. Why? Because God cannot lie. God cannot lie. If the Bible says, if God has declared that whoever sins shall die, and we sin and we don't, die and the, the, the commensurate punishment is not meted out to the person, then we can call God a liar. But God is not a liar. God sent Jesus. Jesus came and he fulfilled that requirement of sin, which is death. And now, because of what he has done, we have access to eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. The Bible says he is the one who took God's wrath against our sins upon himself. The old King James says he paid the propitiation for our sin. Hallelujah. He is the one that took our sins upon himself. He took God's wrath against our sins upon himself. And brought us into fellowship with God. And is the forgiveness for our sins. And not only our sins, but all the world. Hallelujah. What a wonderful thing Jesus did for us. So Jesus died to pay for your sin and for my sin. That's why he died. He paid the penalty. He met the requirement for sin. That is why anyone that is in him... All things are passed away. All things have become new. Why? Because all the sin is already paid for in Christ Jesus. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. He said, God showed us how much he loved us by sending his only begotten into this wicked world to bring to us eternal life through his death. So the only way to access eternal life is through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 10. In this act, we see what love really is. It is not 
our love for God, but his love for us when he sent his son to satisfy God's anger against our sins. God is not happy with sin. That was true then, it is true now. And that is why the only way to escape the wrath of God against sin is to accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. So, I said the significance of resurrection. And I said resurrection, resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ demonstrates a few things. I mentioned them earlier, and now we are going to dig into them just a little bit more. Number one, the resurrection of Jesus Christ demonstrates God's power. It demonstrates God's power through the Holy Spirit. In his resurrection is the demonstration of the power of God. Ephesians chapter 1, 18 through 20 tells us that. Ephesians chapter 1, 18, 19, and 20. The Bible says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Verse 19. I pray that you will understand, listen to this, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. The power of God was demonstrated in the resurrection. The, the power, the, that power through the Holy Spirit is what brought Jesus from the dead and brought him back to life. You say, how does that relate to us today? The, that same power is at work in you now. Jesus was, was dead and buried for three days. And when that power came into him, he came back to life. He came back to life. So it is important that you and I, we understand that as a resurrection demonstrates the power of God, it's important for you and I to understand that that same power is at work in you and in me. Hallelujah. So I prophesy to somebody this morning. I say you will rise again. Hallelujah. You will rise again in the name of Jesus. In your finances, you will rise again in the name of Jesus. Those that have written you off, they will know you again. They will, they will eat their words that they have spoken against you in the mighty name of Jesus. They thought it was over for you, but I'm here to tell you today that God has just begun with you. God has just started with you. You will rise again. I will rise again in the mighty name of Jesus. The leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they thought, yes, now we have accomplished our purpose. He's dead. He's gone. And they were celebrating. Our enemy is finally gone until the third day when he rose again. The Bible says in Acts, <laughs> Acts chapter 28 that when, when, when uh, 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 Apostle Paul came from the wreckage from the sea and they sat by the, by the seashore, they gathered, he gathered wood and they were going to 
burn, do a bonfire because they were cold. He says, the, the Bible says, as he was doing that, a venomous viper wrapped around his arm. And they waited and waited for him to die. Because they said, you just survived a shipwreck. And then you are on land, a viper wraps onto you. You must be a wicked man. You must be an evil man. That was their thought. But God, hallelujah. I say, but for God, hallelujah. Those that have written you off, they will come, turn, turn around and celebrate with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Perhaps you are sick in your body. We have received a word this morning. A word of healing. And from that sick bed, you will resurrect. You will rise up. God will heal you in the name of Jesus. Because the same power that brought Jesus back to life from, from the grave, from the dead, three days, the same power that brought him back from the dead is alive and is well in you if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You will rise again. I will rise again in the name of Jesus. That is why the Bible says in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. It says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Friends, when we are in Christ Jesus. The same power that was at work in him is at work in us. Hallelujah. The Bible says our bodies, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the power, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead that brought life back to the body of Christ. He lives in me. Therefore, every sickness in me, every virus, every bacteria, every fungi, they die in the name of Jesus. In the presence of the power, the resurrection life and power that is operating in you. All shall be well. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12. Colossians 2 and verse 12. The Bible says, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with you, and with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. I think one of the consciousness that we are not aware, we don't have really, is the consciousness of the fact that that power is in us. It says God will do exceedingly. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may think or ask of him according to his power that is at work in us the power is already in you the power is already in me he says the way god is going to do it is he's going to do it according to his power that is already in us hallelujah now all glory to god who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish in Infinitely, more than we can, we might ask or think. Hallelujah. The power that raised Christ, the power of resurrection is in you. The power of resurrection is in me. Hallelujah. 
what a wonderful knowledge to have. Resurrection demonstrates the power of God. And not only that, it demonstrates what the power of God can accomplish. So we can appropriate that power in our lives. We sang a song earlier. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I'm not afraid. I know all will be well. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Christ is in me and is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. He's in you. He's in me. Amen. So when we talk about resurrection, the significance of resurrection is something we need to be conscious of day by day, hour by hour. Because that power is not reserved for Resurrection Sunday. That power is reserved for every day of our lives. Number two, significant, significance of resurrection. Resurrection demonstrates the deity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Resurrection confirms Jesus Christ as the Son of God. You know, the, uh, John chapter 20 verses 30 and 31, says something very interesting. He said the disciples, they saw Jesus do other miraculous signs in addition to the ones that are recorded in this book, in the Bible. Verse 31. And then it goes further to say, it says, but these are written. The purpose, why those miraculous signs were recorded the purpose, the reason it was recorded, he says, these were written that you may continue to believe. That you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Listen, the greatest of all the miraculous signs that Jesus demonstrated was his resurrection. He told the disciples, I will die. <laughs> I'm going to die. And on the third day, I will rise again. In fact, they, didn't, they, they, they fought with him. They struggled with him. Uh, Peter said, no, 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 you will not do any such thing. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Bible says all of those miracles, all of those signs were reported for us to read so that we can continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, we will have by believing in him, we will have life by the power of his name. We will have life by the power of his name. In believing is power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Listen, Romans chapter 1 verse 4 says, he, has uh, he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Bible is telling us that the very fact that he rose from dead is a confirmation of his deity. He says he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. The same power that was at work in him is at work in you, is at work in me. What a, what a great privilege we have. What a great privilege we have. When we have a proper and thorough understanding of this, there is absolutely no reason why you are walking around dejected and rejected. 
when the power, the power of resurrection is at work in your life. You need to appropriate it. You need to use that power for his glory, for his praise. You need to begin to speak because in your words there is power. Why? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. And finally, number three, the resurrection of Jesus demonstrates the hope that we have as Christians. Hope for Christians. Hope for Christians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19. The Bible says, if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. <laughs> Amen. So it is important for you and I to continue to believe. And as we believe, the Bible is telling us that the hope we have in Christ because he resurrected is beyond this world. There is a life that is beyond this world. There is a place that is beyond here. That is why we cannot pitch all of our lives on what happens or doesn't happen on this side of eternity. Why? Because there's a greater place. There's a better place. Jesus told the disciples, he said, in my father's house, there are many rooms. He said, I go and I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would not tell you. Amen. If it were not so, I would not tell you. He said, so I go so that I can go prepare a place for you. So friends, our hope as believers, our hope as Christians is beyond this life. My hope in Christ is beyond this life. There's a greater and a far exceeding place beyond right here. So the resurrection for us as believers, number one, is the basis for our faith. Resurrection is the basis of our, for our faith. If there's no resurrection, there's no Christianity. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, now we'll read 14 and 15. First Corinthians chapter 15, 14 and 15. He said, and if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. And your faith is useless. Hallelujah. If Christ has not risen from the dead, whatever we say we are preaching, we are preaching nonsense. If Christ has not risen from the dead, our faith has no value. Verse 15. And we apostles will, be, will all be lying about God. For we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. So the good news, <laughs> the good news is not that people, it's not that you are going to heaven and others are going to hell. No, that's not the good news. The good news is Jesus came, he lived, he died, and on the third day, he rose again. If somebody dies and they resurrect from the dead, isn't that fantastic news? That's fantastic news. So the good news, the good news that we are supposed to tell people is that he rose. Not just on resurrection Sunday. Every day, we need to tell the world that Jesus, he rose from the dead. 
And that is the basis for our faith. Listen, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. It says, always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news. <laughs> Amen. The fact that he resurrected. Oh, somebody saying that the reason I don't do evangelism is because I don't know what to say. Now you got it. This is what you say. He rose. He rose from the dead. He died. And on the third day, he rose. He said, this is the good news I preach. Paul, uh, 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 Paul is writing to Timothy. He's saying, I have no other gospel. I have no other good news to preach than Jesus resurrected. Hallelujah. How are we saved? Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. It says, if, I, if you openly declare Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. The only way to salvation is believing in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection, we're talking about the hope for Christians. The resurrection is the basis for our justification. We are not right before God because we do nice things. We are not right before God. We are, we don't, we are not righteous because of the stuff we did. We are righteous because of what he did. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4 verse 25. Romans 4 25. He said he handed over to die. He was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life. To make us right with God. He was raised to life. To make us right with God. To give us the righteousness that is by faith. Amen. So I am not right because God. Uh, before God. Because of myself. But because of what Jesus has done. The last one there. The basis of a believer's resurrection is the resurrection of Jesus himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You read from verse 23, uh, 20 to 23. What it's basically telling us is that Jesus is the first fruit from the dead. And because Jesus resurrected, we know. So for those of us that have loved ones that have gone home to be with the Lord, we know that a day is coming. When the trumpet will sound and Jesus will appear in the sky and First Thessalonians chapter 4 from verse 13 tells us that the dead in Christ will rise. The graves will be opened. The graves will be opened. Immortality uh, will, will receive immortality. They will, be a new, they will be given a new body. They will arise from their grave and they will join him in the sky. And those of us that are alive, the Bible says we, mortality will take on immortality. We have a new body and we join the master in the sky to be with him forevermore. Hallelujah. In conclusion today, brethren, I want you to know this. Jesus is coming back. Jesus, Jesus is coming back. COVID or no COVID, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for those that have lived for him. Those that have 
given their lives unto him. Those that have believed in his death and his resurrection. Those that have accepted the good news. is coming back for them. It's coming for you. It's coming for me. And Jesus warned his disciples. He says, be ready all the time. Matthew chapter 24. He said, be ready all the time. Every time, be ready. Be ready. Make sure your garments are clean. Make sure your garments are white. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer as we close this afternoon. Father, we come unto you this afternoon. We understand that you are the author and the giver of life. Lord Jesus, you came. You laid down your life. Nobody took it from you. As we have read from the scriptures, voluntarily you gave your life for our sake. And you took on our sins upon yourself. You paid the wages of sin on our behalf. And we thank you. We thank you. But adventure you are watching, at any point in time you are watching, I want you to know what he did, he didn't do for Christians, he did for the whole world. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever believes in him will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. So I give you an invitation today. Jesus of Nazareth. There's no question about it that he came. He came, he lived, he died. Everybody knows that. But beyond that, though there were skeptics, but the disciples, those that walked with him, those that saw him after resurrection, they would rather die than say it didn't happen. That is more than enough proof for us that it did happen. The Bible says if you will believe this in your heart and you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and he resurrected from the dead, you will be saved. So I present this Jesus to you. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but God has a gift for those that will accept Jesus. And that's the gift of eternal life. And that's what I offer to us today. And for those of us that have believed, those of us that have accepted, I want you to know that the same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in you. So why don't you start talking to the Lord? Whatever it is you need, the Bible says God will do it according to that power that is already at work in you. It's not something new that God is going to do. It's something that is already existing inside of you. We thank you, mighty God. Lord, for those that are accepting you as their Lord and Savior, you said you will in no wise cast out those that come unto you. I pray for you that God will establish you in righteousness in the name of Jesus. We thank you, blessed Redeemer. Lord, by the resurrection life and power that raised Christ from the dead, that is where there is weakness in the body. Lord, I pray for strength in the name of Jesus. Those that are weary, Lord, I pray for strength. 
in the name of Jesus. Those that are sick in their bodies, I pray for recovery in the name of Jesus. Lord, those that are troubled about one thing or another, Lord, I pray that that resurrection life and power will bring a turnaround in their situation in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We magnify your name. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Jehovah. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.